You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 41 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about boundaries. I get a lot of questions from you about how to set proper boundaries in your blended family. This is where many of you are struggling. So what are boundaries? Well, according to Wikipedia, personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that a person creates to identify for themselves what are reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards him or her and how they will respond when someone steps past those limits. They are built out of a mix of conclusions, beliefs, opinions, attitudes, past experiences, and social learning. So all blended families are going to need boundaries, although they'll be different for every family and even every member of each family. Not everyone is going to agree on what the proper boundaries are, and that's why they need to be discussed and set. We can't just assume that everyone will understand or that everyone will just automatically be on the same page. The point is to come up with a sort of compromise so that everyone is feeling like their needs are being met. Now, there are three specific types of boundaries that need to be established, and those are boundaries with the children, boundaries with the ex-spouse, and also boundaries with in-laws. But before I get into each one of those, first I want to give you a few tips on how to have success with setting boundaries in the first place. So the first thing that will help is to establish the boundaries from the beginning. It'll be much easier to control when you do this straight away. Otherwise, what happens is people get comfortable and they develop habits that can be hard to break. Now, don't worry if you haven't done this yet, because most people don't think about this in the beginning stages, right? In the beginning, everything seems wonderful and no one wants to rock the boat, Or maybe you can't think of anything being a problem at this moment. It's never too late to establish boundaries. It is a little harder later in the game, but certainly can and should be done. If you are in the beginning stages or maybe just moving in together, you may be unsure of what boundaries to set as you don't quite know yet what types of issues will come up. Maybe this show will help you, but you can start with some very basic things and I'll give you some examples as we get further on. The next tip, hold those family meetings. I've talked about those before. It's a perfect opportunity to bring up the topic where everyone is listening and included, except in the case of the exes. Family meetings are more for the parents and children. Make sure the meetings are non-confrontational and an environment where every family member can speak freely about their feelings. And the last tip is to communicate. I know that seems obvious, But lots of people don't communicate effectively. Sometimes we expect our partner or child to just know what we want, and we get frustrated when they don't do it. The only way for someone to truly know what you want is for you to tell them. When you communicate, make sure you are specific. 
For instance, if you say something like, I don't want you talking to your ex a lot. Well, that's just not specific enough. Your partner won't know what a lot is to you. They won't know what would be stepping over the line. Instead, you should say something like, I prefer you to speak to your ex only on a weekly basis regarding the children. Now, this would be clear. You're telling them you want one weekly interaction, and you're also telling them you don't want them speaking about personal matters. And that's just an example of how to be specific. I'm not saying whether that's a logical request or not. No matter what your request is, it needs to be specific or you won't get what you want. Remember also that when you communicate, especially with your partner, to be fair and to be ready to compromise, sometimes setting boundaries is not black and white and it's not always easy. So compromise is going to be extremely important. So let's get into specifics now. Let's first talk about the children. We all know how important it is for children to have boundaries. In the blended family, children are living in more than one home. And that means they have two different sets of boundaries to learn. They need to figure out acceptable behavior when interacting with mom, dad, step-parents, siblings, and step-siblings. And this can get confusing for them, especially if they're younger. You need to teach them what you expect in your home. Don't worry about what they might do or get away with in another home. That's out of your control. And why worry about something you can't change? Concentrate on your home. And of course, explain to the children how different homes have different rules. Your rules and consequences are for your home. If you have an ex who is on board with rules and discipline, that's great. But not everyone has that. Now, we've talked before about rules for kids, responsibilities, contracts, and all that. And of course, that matters. But today, I want to focus on their boundaries surrounding their family members, as this show is about blended families. So the boundaries here that need to be established are between the step-parent and the step-child, and also between the step-siblings. Chances are you already have established boundaries between bio-parent and child and bio-siblings before this new relationship. So for the step-parent and step-child, you need to determine how much the step-parent will be involved in the discipline and rulemaking of the child. This is important. If you don't talk about this, one day there is going to be a situation where the step-parent may need to get involved but won't be sure how to do that in an acceptable way. So this is up to bio-parent. If you are the bio-parent, you need to let your partner know what you want from them. Do you want them to discipline and how much? Remember to be specific. If you aren't specific, something may upset you in the future when it can be avoided by right now discussing it. Don't just say, sure, you can discipline my child. That's not specific enough. You need to say what kind of discipline would be okay and how often. Besides discipline, you also need to let your partner know what types of things are open for discussion. For example, how would you feel if your partner talked to your child about sex, about drugs, about your ex? There are no rules here. What matters is how you feel, and you need to establish this. What if you came home one day and your partner had the sex talk with your child when maybe you wanted to do it? Or maybe you feel they aren't ready to discuss certain things. Well, you need to determine this before it happens and you get upset. Now let's reverse this, stepchild to stepparent. The child needs to know how to treat the stepparent. In this case, 
the bio parent, again, needs to let their child know what is acceptable and what is not. It cannot come from the step parent as the child will not listen or respect this as much. If you are the step parent in this case, you need to talk to your partner about what you want from your stepchild. If you feel the child is disrespecting you, talk to your partner about it first and let them know what you would like to see change. Let your partner try to establish these boundaries because if you try, you may get met with lots of resistance. Keep in mind here that step-parent and step-child relationships take time. Boundaries that are set can be changed as the bond grows and the family gets comfortable. Now, for step-siblings, this needs to be set by both parents in the home. Basically, you need to let the children know how to treat one another. We all know that siblings fight. When step-siblings fight, it's much more difficult to tolerate because it causes tension in the adult relationship. The kids may not think anything of it because it's natural for them to argue, but they aren't realizing that for their parents, this is a nightmare. This is a good instance where the family meeting will work. And a good general rule is that no physical violence will be tolerated. And since children are so manipulative and sly, you want to be specific here again. You might say, no hitting, no hair pulling, no shoving, no throwing, etc. You get my point, right? If you don't spell it out, they'll find a loophole. Understand, setting the boundaries for the children is not a done deal. They're kids. So repetition is key and consequence will be necessary when they mess up. Depending on their age, it may take many tries for them to get things right. You just need to keep going over it with them again and again, just like anything you do with children. So let's move on to the ex-spouse. I would say this might be the most problematic area in a blended family. Maybe you have had boundaries already in place with an ex before you met your new partner, but maybe your new partner isn't happy with said boundaries and wants them revised. Or maybe you never had good boundaries set up previously because you felt you didn't need them. Now, I'm not trying to sound like a new partner is the only reason to have boundaries set. Honestly, you should set boundaries with an ex from the moment you divorce. But lots of times, things may not be an issue until you get a new partner. Now, I could go on for days just on this topic because I hear it all the time. Let me bring up some common complaints where boundaries are not in place but need to be with an ex. The ex calls constantly for every little thing, even if they can handle it themselves. The ex insists on talking for at least 30 minutes at every pickup and drop-off and many times about personal matters. The ex disrespects the new partner in front of the children. The ex badmouths you or your partner to the children. The ex is still trying to win back their spouse even though they are in a new relationship. The ex constantly talks about old times or times during the marriage in front of the new partner, thereby making new partner feel awkward. All right, so these are just some examples of where boundaries should be set, but there are so many more. Do any of these seem familiar to you? So you see, in many of these cases, these behaviors may have been going on before you or your partner entered this current relationship. Maybe these behaviors were acceptable before or at least tolerated 
but a new partner isn't going to like some of these things. Whatever your position is in the relationship, whether it's your ex causing discomfort or your partner's, you want to put yourself in each other's shoes. Before you get angry at your partner, understand where they might be coming from. Think if the situation were reversed how you'd feel and how you'd want to be approached about it. Don't get angry with your partner because their ex is misbehaving. First, talk to them and explain what they are doing that's bothering you and why. And then suggest what they can do to make it better or what you'd like to see change. Keep in mind that neither of you has any control over your exes. Now, when it comes to actually setting the boundaries, and I talked about this a little last week when I answered a listener question, the boundaries have to be set by the person who is married to the ex. Does that make sense? So if I'm upset about my partner's ex, it would be up to him to set boundaries with her. And if it's my ex who's causing a problem, it would be up to me to set it straight. It's never a good idea for a new partner to confront an ex. That's setting yourself up for failure. Also, the person who is married to the ex should know better the right way to approach that person from experience in dealing with them. Again, communication here is very important. Decide together what you would like the boundaries to be and what the best approach is. So how do you figure out the best approach? Well, know who you're dealing with. Are you dealing with someone who is confrontational? Maybe someone who will use the kids as ammunition, or maybe you're dealing with an ex who's jealous of your new relationship. You've got to figure out who you're dealing with in order to come up with a solution. You know, some people are easy to talk to and some just aren't. Sometimes you may have had an ex who is easygoing for years until you entered a relationship and now that has changed everything. Your situation is unique, so I, I can't tell you exactly how to address it. I always think it's best to maintain a business-like relationship with an ex and discuss only issues relating to the children. And I think email and text is best, especially if face-to-face -face contact becomes confrontational. But I also know it's hard to have that type of relationship all of a sudden when before no boundaries were set. The ex will be confused as to why the sudden change and they will likely blame the new partner. So be cautious. A lot of boundaries can be set quietly without making a big deal out of it. For example, if you want less phone conversations, just be less available. Start answering the phone less, but follow with a text that says, I'm sorry I missed your call, super busy. I can text though, what's up? And then continue to do that until texting just becomes easier for your ex. And for more serious situations, you can speak up or write an email setting forth the changes you'd like to make and why. And again, be specific and do this without being rude or confrontational if possible. If you want results, don't be mean about your request. And like with anything else, don't expect immediate changes. Start off making small changes and getting more firm if necessary. Setting these boundaries with an ex is going to help your current relationship. It will alleviate a lot of jealousy and anger and frustration. You're going to have to deal with the exes as long as the kids are minors and beyond. You may as well work on things so that it's as tolerable as possible. I know some of you are dealing with impossible people. 
just do your best. And most importantly, don't allow an ex to come between you and your current partner. And the last type I want to talk about today is in-laws. This would go for current in-laws or even ex-in-laws. You may have some issues already with your own parents, and I have gotten questions on that before too. Most of us have a bit of an easier time though speaking to our own parents rather than in-laws. We're used to our parents, and even though they can be very difficult, we usually know the right way to deal with them. When it comes to in-laws, it's a much harder thing. This is another one of those times where it must be handled by our partner. An in-law is not going to be receptive to hearing criticism from you. And here's where it can get even tougher. Some people know when their parents are causing a problem, but others are oblivious. Some people have no idea that their parents could be doing anything wrong because they're just used to their parents' behavior. Other times, their parents could be doing some of this behind their back in a sneaky way. Again, the key here is communication. If your partner is very close to their parents, tread lightly. But you do have to let them know what's bothering you and why. There's no reason in the world for you to have to allow an in-law to come between you and your partner. Parents have lots of opinions, and that's normal, but they shouldn't feel it's okay to say whatever they want, and your relationship should be none of their concern. Now, as far as the grandchildren, well, for sure, grandchildren are a concern to them, and that's okay too, but they cannot undermine you in front of the kids. It's natural for them to assume that their feelings hold more water than you, as maybe a step-parent, since they have most likely been in that child's life since birth. And here you are, much more new to the child than them. Now, I say they assume this because it isn't true. In reality, a step-parent has a lot to say as far as the raising of the children, more so than a grandparent. If you're in a situation where your in-laws are not respecting your position as a step-parent to their grandchildren, your partner needs to handle this with their own parent. I know lots of people who have had to deal with this. If it's your own parents that are doing this to your partner, then you need to say something. You've got to speak up before it causes a rift in your relationship. I know it can be hard talking to your parents sometimes, and they don't always make it easy. Parents are really good at laying on guilt trips just because you ask them to maybe step back a little. Make sure that the approach is non-confrontational. You'll hear me say that a lot because it really matters. Approach is everything. When dealing with ex-in-laws, this gets even harder. Your ex-in-laws are still the biological grandparents of your children. You may have divorced their child, but you still have ties to them through your own children, and they do have a right to still maintain contact with their grandchildren. However, to make things easy, much of that contact should be handled when the children are with your ex. That doesn't solve all the problems, though, as many times you will be running into them if they live in the area. For instance, your children's school functions, games, important milestones in their life. Depending on the circumstances surrounding the divorce, you may still be close to them, or they may despise you for things that happened, even though it's not their business. If things are bad with your ex, you won't be able to ask your ex to make nice. 
Rather, your ex might be the one causing the problem by bad-mouthing you to them. The only thing you can do here is write them a letter or email letting them know that you're sorry if they feel in the middle. Let them know that you encourage the relationship between them and your children, and you would like things to be as cordial as possible for the sake of the kids, if nothing else, and remind them that you will do the same. And like with all things, give it time. In closing today, what it all really boils down to is the happiness of our children. When boundaries aren't properly set, it causes fighting and disagreements. In turn, this always has an effect on the kids. It stresses them out and places them in the middle. It makes them feel as if they have to choose or act differently in front of different people. Do the work and set clear boundaries as soon as you can to avoid lots of problems and everyone will be happier in the long run. So now I want to know from you, do you struggle with this or have you found a way to set boundaries that you'd like to share with me or the community? You can always write to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com if you have feedback or a question or you can post on the show notes. Don't forget, I really love it when you post to the Facebook group. And if you aren't already a member, come on over and join us at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. I hope the show today gave you some insight on the value of setting boundaries. Let me also remind you that I am still looking for participants for the upcoming Perspective series. Six easy questions is all I need from you. If you want to participate, just email me with perspective in the subject line, and I will repeat my email again. It's melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Next week, I am going to do a little bit of a shorter show as I'm preparing for that perspective series, and we're going to talk about going back to school and setting up for a smooth start. I hope you have a wonderful week, and thank you so much for listening. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.